as nurses, as clinicians, we need to always be learning. We have to work really hard to be a community and to be there for one another. My biggest ambition is to ensure that nursing population, all clinicians at Humana, are looked at the fully recognized value for what we bring. This is Kathy Driscoll, Chief Nursing Officer at Humana. Welcome to The Voice of Humana Nurses, a podcast about clinicians committed to improving lives. Join me, other nurses from Humana, and special guests as we discuss topics nurses care about. Hi, I'm Kathy Driscoll, Chief Nursing Officer at Humana. Welcome to our podcast, The Voice of Humana Nurses. And we're going to try something a little bit different today. A couple of you have reached out and asked some questions about me. So we thought we'd flip the table today. And Dr. B. Harris is here. And she's going to ask me a few questions and gain a little more insight into Kathy. Yeah, how lucky I am. <laughs> and what better? Don't get nervous. Everybody knows that I'm a shrink. So. <laughs> <laughs> we're having a session. Yeah, <laughs> right. But... You're very important, and you have a very important role, Kathy. Uh, you look where you've come to in your life, and think and reflect of where how you've evolved to this place, and the steps you took along the way. Everyone who looks up to you somewhere wants to know how you did that, because that's part of the modeling for us, isn't it? Telling us is there something that you can pass on in your experience that would be helpful to them? So I think one of the things that I've learned um, as I've gotten older, and um, B is sitting right across from me, so I will talk about my pride in, <laughs> in getting older um, because it comes with experience and wisdom. And I think one of the things that I've really learned is to reflect. Um, very often it's easier to react in the moment but really to reflect on values and what's important um, and to think about internally what my value is, what my brand is, and what I bring to each moment. Um, I became a nurse about 35 years ago, and um, I have uh, worked in hospitals, worked in home care, care management, I really found my passion uh, working with an older population. And, and I would say, as I reflect back, that's the first important thing, really important thing I did after learning all the technical and skill-based parts of being a nurse is to find your passion. And it may change over time, but uh, I always needed to be connected to the population that I cared for to see the value that I brought to them um, and I think a lot of that is around um, the ability to engage and create a relationship and really to, to find things that we can build on that uh, bring meaning to their life. So to me, that value is looking holistically at people, understanding them, connecting with them, and not finding necessarily the deficits in their life, but really what are the things that we can build on. Um, so I found that really with an older population and especially a population, um, a home care, home health was really um, one of my biggest passions because I got to see people in their environment. So it's a lot easier to understand what's important to them, 
um, what their what their wishes are, what their values are, and to help to support that. Um, it, it was the meaning. It's why I'm a nurse. Um, it connects to purpose. And I think that's always the foundation of what I enjoyed doing, what brought meaning to me, and the value that I could bring to that population. Now I know the secret of why we're such good friends. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging around older people and yeah. how much you love it. <laughs> yes. I think it's wonderful, your description of you in relation to the population that you serve. But actually, uh, you're doing that now, aren't you, in terms of how you've established a relationship with the nurse community and what you're doing. You think about it that way? I do. I do. And I reached a point in my career as much as I enjoyed and still do enjoy direct patient care. I thought that I could have more influence, impact more people um, by going into a leadership role. And, you know, I've had several different leadership roles over the years. Um, Some of them are more operational. Uh, The role that I have now as chief nursing officer is really looking at this community of nurses at Humana and supporting the value that they bring, advocating for nurses, advocating for um, the things that nurses feel are important, and helping to, you know, helping to kind of highlight the influence of the community there. And I, I do feel that, you know, I can kind of take the, the passion and um, the value that I brought to my patients or my members over the years and translate that to a broad community. And so this has been by far my favorite job that I've ever had, and I think it's more than a job. It really um, is kind of a mission. Um, we have this, this community here that has such value, and this is a community that needed to be highlighted for the value that they brought and um, needs to be held in high esteem um, and needs to be listened to. And I think that I can bring that to the table to, to use my relationships that I have with others here at this organization and externally um, to, you know, to, make, to make things better, to make it a better environment for our nurses to grow, to thrive, and to help others to see the value they bring. How have you communicated personally, made yourself uh, and your value visible to, I call it upstairs, and communicated what you were able to do? I think one of the things that I've had to um, learn over the years, um, and I've, I've had mentors who have been really good and probably some who have not, and I've probably learned learned equally from them of how I wanted to show up. Um, but I have learned that I, I, I needed to um, very proactively um, ha- develop relationships outside the normal ones that maybe were the most comfortable to me. Um, for example, um, coming to Humana, uh, this is a completely different environment than the environments I had been in before that had mostly been interacting with other clinicians, even in leadership roles, most of the leaders were other clinicians. So coming to an organization like Humana, where there's a broad range um, of accountants, actuaries, 
uh, you know, physicians, uh, etc. I really needed to um, take the time to understand things that um, people around me valued so I could establish that relationship and also um, be able to influence and show value that both I brought in as a, as a leader here, a leader of our nursing community, and, and even more importantly, the value that our community brought. So, you know, it's really that stepping out of your comfort zone, being willing to learn new things, understanding what others value, what resonates with them. And it doesn't mean... Uh, it doesn't mean losing your own passion and purpose because I think that always has to stay front and center, but helping others to understand that in you as well. And I think that, you know, in, in this organization and others has served me well um, so that I really can elevate the community. What I've observed um, is you really are gifted at that. Uh, she didn't pay for you. She paid me for that line. <laughs> Everybody who's listening, this is be observing. But I think what's uh, amazing about that, and I think what the present challenge is that I'm observing, you have to, I can't believe you're not observing it as well, is considering that you've come out of a, a clinician sphere and understand that universe so well, you understand the world of process and what that takes. And what it takes for someone to heal doesn't happen by your project plan. It happens through some other process. And when we enter this world of business, there are s different worries, aren't there, in terms of action plans and timing and how things are done. Now, it's a lot of work, isn't it, when you're standing in front of you just said actuaries and account. You started listing all the people who really mental models are so different. So how do you handle that? I think that the um, I would go back to the passion and the purpose is the same. That's that's kind of my north star. But I think it's no different than interacting with patients. It's really kind of observing and understanding the context and understanding what they value. Um, I you know I often say as we communicate to our clinical community. We can, we can give the same message that we might give to a finance community, but we present it in a different way. In our community, we start with, you know, how does it affect my patient or my member? How does it connect to purpose? Um, and we can deliver the same message, but we might be starting with a finance community in how, what was the outcome? How did we, you know, impact business models? but also bring in these other really important things we do. But you have to start with, with something that resonates with the person you're talking to first. You can't kind of go on on a, on a big spiritual journey if the person needs to hear something very concrete first. You can then engage with them and, and kind of delve in a little bit more. But um, I, I've learned a lot um, in this role and at this organization, um, it's a very large organization. There's a lot of um, different areas. There's a lot of different um, parts to the culture, I would say. But I, I think that, you know, kind of that nurse assessment and planning skills, 
really serves well um, in a business model, really understanding who you're interacting with, taking a step that might not be so comfortable and getting to know people outside of, of your normal sphere or having those types of experiences, even though they might be a little uncomfortable in the moment, serve, served me well and I think would serve the rest of our nurses well too. I think what you just said is an extraordinary example of how to feel your value first and to, for the nurses to understand what they've been doing and how to bring that into these other this other universe, so to speak. I think that's excellent, an excellent summary out of your own experience. Uh, but I see what you want to bring out in the population that you support and what you want them to develop. And that's a lot. I mean, people don't, you have children, right? I so do. we can't do it all at once. So it doesn't matter if it's a human or if we were working on a major project. Maybe we have to list out priorities or what you want to take on or what you think is most important now considering all the changes ahead or the changes that are taking place. So what do you think would be important for your uh, the community that you really support to think about as a priority? Well, I, I would say two things. Um, one, just tying back to that, that passion and purpose is the concept of caring. And we've talked about that before on this podcast, um, a, few, a few that we've had recently. And, you know, I think of caring in the same context as the power of relationships. And we, we all might put different words on it, but I think that's what is at the base of it. Um, folks that know me know I'm a little fangirl about my favorite uh, nursing theorist, Dr. Jean Watson, <laughs> and her theory of human caring. But it, it really is the power of healing comes from those relationships, that caring. Um, I, I think if you, for, if you forget that and you don't connect there, I, I don't think that there's a meaning to what we do. So I, I really, you know, kind of am championing um, with our community the power and the value that caring brings and that that is something that is uniquely uh, innate in our nursing population. And then secondly, uh, you know, kind of as we look to the future, sometimes people say, when will the changes stop? You know, when is it all going to stop? Uh, and, you know, I, I kind of, again, that whole reflective process, looking back on healthcare, um, in the 35 years that I've been a nurse, how many things have changed in our world and <laughs> as large, um, but also in healthcare, you know, um, diseases or conditions that were once... Um, people died very quickly, have become chronic conditions, medications, treatments, um, models of care, how care is reimbursed. So many things have changed. I think that as nurses, as clinicians, and really as citizens of the world um, who support other human beings, we need to always be learning to always be thinking about um, advances um, and not to kind of be mired in any one role or any one um, way of thinking, to always be open, to always be a learner. And whether that's in the clinical world, keeping your skills current, whether 
you know, it's getting insights from other parts uh, of the world, whether it's getting insights from, you know, our, our finance uh, folks. And, you know, there's, there's, uh, um, there's a sustainability of a business that has to happen in order for the caring and the healing to occur. Um, so nothing happens in a vacuum. And I, I think just that openness to relationships, to learning, to continuing to grow is really important. You know, what you just uh, shared is actually quite provocative. And uh, having your community uh, of nurses stay connected to the world. And w when I, in my time, just going along with them and seeing what their universe can be, many times it's making the call, getting on somebody's calendar, going to somebody's homes, and w the repetition of that. And so their universe is really defined. It's really in some ways disconnected from all of humanity. And I think about what you're doing on your when you have your town halls or your podcasts. And so do you have any thoughts about how what you're doing or what could be done to connect them to the universe and to the influence that they're having on this bigger landscape? Yeah, so it's something that I actually think about a lot. Um, the nurse population in this organization is, is very dispersed, um, lots of different roles. Many people work at home or work out in the field. And I think we have to work really hard to be a community and to be there for one another. Um, some teams do it really well. I think, you know, from what I hear, some, some other teams, you know, have, have some opportunity to grow there. Um, I hope that all nurses feel that they're a member, not only an associate of Humana, but a member of our nursing community, a member of our nursing collaborative, um, and that there's a lot of different ways to connect, whether you like to listen to a podcast, whether you'd like to tell your story on a podcast, on Buzz, at a town hall, in your small group, um, you know, I think that that's really important. I would also encourage people to um, be aware of the world outside Humana. Um, we have a relationship with the American Nurses Association. We participate in some health and well-being um, activities through Healthy Nurse, Healthy Nation. There's local community organizations. We've talked about nurses being on boards, being influencers, and supporting um, where their passion is in their community that way. I, I just, I think it's something that you have to be intentional about or you can get really caught up in almost a rote type of uh, kind of unfulfilling way of living. Um, we all need to be connected to purpose and we need to understand that we're making a difference. I think that's why most of us went into a healing profession. So you know, making sure that we understand our passion, see our value, and just being open to the world in this organization as well as externally and, and taking a little bit of time to connect in a way that's meaningful. You know, what strikes me is that the nurse, and I am picking the, the nurse in interaction with the member is mostly uh, the way I'm telling the story, but their effort, and really ac actually it's what associate well-being does with the associate population, is we want people to take action for their health and sustain it. And we understand 
how powerful certain things are like purpose and and you're doing it for their community you're doing it for the nurse community all the efforts you're making of belonging being part of a community not to feel isolated is really important part of their health and well-being besides bringing them into the world it's really amazing uh, how you're able to do that and what you've set up is a method for it uh, but you said something now as you ended the, that little uh, few paragraphs there is about their being mindful about it or you called it intentional people tend to forget about themselves don't they when they're in the caring profession yeah so. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a great point. And, you know, we often talk about having enough energy left in the tank to care for others. And we can't do that unless we care for ourselves first. And I think it's one of the biggest challenges. I know it is for me. Um, it's there always seems to be something else to get to. Um, and I, I really, as I've grown older, have had to learn that I do have to put myself first, whether it's health or um, just a little space to think, <laughs> read a book, take a break. Um, it, it, it's hard. Um, it's hard to juggle everything. But I think that, again, tying to purpose, tying to, you know, what's fulfilling, um, being intentional there is a really important thing. Not easy to do, but, but really an important thing. And you have a certain kind of personality in terms, listen to what your life has been about and actions you've taken for yourself. So, some others, maybe who aren't as, uh, can't align to purpose or some s inner will that they have. Maybe it's finding uh, some kind of support or a buddy or somebody that you have a relationship with can make sure that you're taking part in something for yourself, just as you would, quite honestly, for a member. You want to make sure they have a support system, uh, whether it's at home or a friend's or how can we, in relation to our differences, find a way to get that kind of support? But it is interesting for anyone to hear in each other, just that you're telling your story, how you've achieved doing it, and that you struggle. That uh, That's very helpful to hear. It was really wonderful of you to share. Let me just ask one other thing. I don't know, maybe it's something you haven't said out loud, and maybe it's something you're dreaming privately, but... Do you, would you identify more an ambition or a dream yet in front of you that you want for yourself? I, I think that my biggest ambition um, professionally is to ensure that when I leave Humana, I'm not planning on doing that anytime yeah. soon, but when I leave Humana, the nursing population and really all clinicians at Humana, um, because I think you know, I think of us as a team, as we should be, um, are looked at with the value, with a fully recognized value for what we bring. I don't think that's always been the case here. I think we've made a lot of progress. But um, I would, you know, kind of go back to when we formed the Nursing Collaborative. One of the things that we said is if there's an important decision to be made in this organization, there should be a nurse at the table weighing in. And if we can kind of take that concept and if I played a part in making that happen, 
that would be really fulfilling to me. Um, and that, that would really tie to my mission. And, you know, personally, I just always want to keep growing as a better um, person. I know people know that I could be a grandmother soon. Um, just kind of having a, a healthy and happy family because family is so important to me too. And I've also learned over the years that the equally to how you are intentional about career and growing there, you have to be equally intentional, if not more so in, in growing in how you are a part of your family, your relationship, your support of your family too. So those are my two things. You're clearly, I'm just saying this as an observer of you, you're, there's clear, clearly a lot of energy around knowing what it is you want to accomplish. It's not, it, you don't have a sense of a woman wandering. Um, <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> That's my performance <laughs> review <laughs> of your leader. Anyway, well, thanks, thanks for having me on this time with you. I mean, this has really been extraordinary for me. I know it's a reverse role for you on your show. And it's an example of stepping out of your comfort zone because <laughs> I'm usually the interviewer. So, um, you know, new experience for me. And I think we always have to have them. But um, thanks again. And thanks for your support. And thank you to all the nurses out there. You bring great value um, every day in your interactions. Um, know your value. And um, hopefully we can make sure that we highlight the value of our community and be an, all be influencers at Humana. Um, one of the quotes that I always say is, if more leaders were nurses, the world would be a better place. And I really believe that. I love it. So maybe that's my wish for the future. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> thanks, B, And thanks to everyone for listening to today's episode. Consider subscribing to the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Google Play by searching the words, The Voice of Humana Nurses. And we'd love to hear from you as well. So send an email to chiefnursingofficer at humana.com with ideas on topics or people you want to hear about or hear from. So thank you and be well. Mm -hmm.